This is Fact Checker, where we debunk misinformation coming out of the news right now with real facts, setting the record straight. Joining us over the line is our resident fact checker, Jamie Sung. Hello. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Jamie. So we're going to start once again with this tragedy. Uh, the 22-year-old triathlete, Choi s u k y u n who committed suicide after years of physical and psychological abuse uh, from various people, including her coach, team doctor, and senior teammates. The alleged abusers, who have been uh, under widespread condemnation now, are refusing to attend a National Assembly hearing, and that is, uh, as we can expect, uh, drawing a lot of anger. Uh, What's their excuse? So the promising young triathlete, Choi s u k y u n s death and the records she kept of the abuse from her coach, doctor, and senior teammates were more than enough to spark public fury against the abusers, as you said, and as well as the authorities who reportedly did nothing to help her after she reported the abuse. And the abusers didn't even attend the National Assembly hearing held on Wednesday, which is adding to that fury. So coach of the Gyeongju City Hall triathlon team, Kim g y u b o n g cited the ongoing investigation as the reason for his refusal, while the team doctor, a n j u h y u n who supposedly doesn't have a medical degree or license to practice medicine, cited his poor physical conditions, and senior teammate surname Chang couldn't be reached. So voices calling for punishment for their refusal to testify and demanding that they be forced to attend the National Assembly hearing are growing. Yeah, and we've seen cases before where witnesses have uh, refused to come out and testify for various reasons. I think most prominently during the uh, whole uh, t r e s s e n s h i e l d scandal where there were various uh, witnesses who would not come before uh, the National Assembly. Is there a way to compel them, to, to force them to testify? So there's the Act on Testimony before the National Assembly, which states that anyone who's requested by the National Assembly to attend as a witness shall comply with such requests. But the same Act also states that if a witness is unable to appear due to any unavoidable reason, he or she shall submit a written reason for non-appearance to the speaker or the chairperson three days prior to the date their presence is requested. So it is possible to skip a hearing if you could show uh, this unavoidable reason, which Kim Gyu-bong and An Joo-hyun try to do with their submission of a written reason for non-appearance. However, if the reason is not considered justifiable, A National Assembly committee can order the witness to accede to being accompanied to the National Assembly hearing. And that's what the Culture, Sports and Tourism Committee has done for this case. But Kim and An still refuse to accede. In that case, they cannot be forced out of the detention center where they're being held currently to be brought to the hearing. So let's say they uh, stubbornly refuse to testify for whatever uh, reason they're signing. Is there a way to punish them then for skipping out on this testimony? Yeah, any witness that refuses to testify without any justifiable ground can be punished by imprisonment with labor for three years or less or by a fine of 10 to 30 million won. And witnesses that refuse an order of accompanying can also be punished by imprisonment for five years or less. But for them to face punishment, the Culture, Sports and Tourism Committee has to accuse them first. And once the accusation is filed, the prosecution is required to conclude the criminal investigation within two months and report the result of the investigation to the National Assembly. And uh, the other person you mentioned, what about uh, Choi s u k y u n s senior teammate, this person, uh, Chang, who uh, we don't really know where he is? 
So the National Assembly Committee said they failed to serve Chang with the request for summons as she couldn't be reached. But if the committee finds that she intentionally evaded being served, she could also be accused of deliberately refusing the request for testimony and face the same consequences as Kim Gyubong and An Joo-hyun. All right. Uh, we will uh, keep our eyes on that situation, see if the uh, witnesses do end up showing up. Turning to our next story here, Jamie, uh, there are some uh, controversies regarding some Korean YouTube so-called influencers who were promoting products uh, from sponsors, but supposedly they were doing it in a way that uh, was guised under an honest review. Uh, Once those revelations came out, a lot of their fans were quite disappointed, feeling misled or betrayed. And uh, some of these angry fans now want to know if these uh, influencers can be uh, punished for fraud. So the question is, can they? The criminal law defines fraud as defrauding someone by taking property or obtaining pecuniary advantage from them. And since these influencers didn't directly make profit off of their fans buying the products promoted in their videos, legal experts say that it doesn't constitute fraud. Technically, their sponsors make money from the sales, but the influencers or YouTube creators make money from the views that their videos generate. Uh, Also, simply failing to disclose that they received sponsorships in promotional videos doesn't qualify as fraud either. So to be punished for fraud, you'd have to actively defraud people by, for example, lying about the product's origin or ingredients. Okay, so um, then we would want some kind of regulatory uh, authority here. Can the uh, Fair Trade Commission issue an order for corrective measures? So if an influencer doesn't explicitly state that there is a monetary arrangement between him and the sponsor, both at the beginning and end of the video, the sponsor can be fined or issued an order to take corrective measures. And under the rule, seven businesses were fined $270 million, one in total last year for their influencer marketing without disclosing their sponsorship arrangement. But as you can see in this case, only the sponsors or advertisers are held liable and not the influencers themselves. The previous National Assembly session uh, was famous for not passing bills that were pending. I think some of us remember there was this uh, so-called influencer bill that was uh, proposed during the uh, National Assembly last year. What happened to that? Oh, that's right. So former lawmaker of the Liberty Korea Party, Won Yu-chul, motioned the bill that aimed to fine influencers for up to 10 million won for failing to disclose sponsored ads. But during the review of the bill, it was pointed out that the scope of internet celebrities is ambiguous and whether it is in line with the current legal system to find individuals for such acts. But other than that, no additional discussion followed and the bill just went nowhere as the 20th National Assembly came to an end. Right, just like thousands of other bills, which turns us to our final question, again, revolving around the National Assembly. Okay, so we know that the Assembly did vote to designate August 17th as a one-off public holiday. This is because August 15th, Liberation Day, falls on a Saturday, meaning that uh, this extra day off would hopefully allow people to travel and maybe spend uh, giving the local economy a boost. However, now there is this conspiracy theory brewing that some uh, right-wing activists are saying this public holiday was designated to save 
Kim Kyung-soo politically. He is the uh, Gyeongnam governor on trial for allegedly uh, manipulating online opinion uh, through some macros system. What, what's this allegation about? So with the designation of August 17th public holiday, Kim Kyung-soo's appeal was rescheduled from August 17th to September 3rd, which means the verdict will be delivered by late September at the earliest or as late as early November. And with a number of conservative media outlets jumping to link the holiday designation to Kim Kyung-soo's trial, different right-wing activists are proposing different theories, such as the um, government wanted to ensure that Kim Kyung-soo completes his term as a governor, or that they wanted to make sure that the outcome of his trial wouldn't affect the Busan mayoral by-election. Right, and we have to remember, he is still the current uh, Gyeongnam governor. But uh, what, what's the fact check here? Uh, is this August 17th provisional holiday guaranteeing that he fi- fi- finishes his term? The short answer is no. To expedite trials and election fraud, the Public Election Act stipulates that the first trial has to be concluded within six months of indictment, and the first and second appeals have to be wrapped up within three months of the end of the previous trial. So even if the appeals court delivers its verdict in late November, at the latest, the Supreme Court would have to give its verdict in February. This invalidates the accusation that the government wants to postpone the Supreme Court verdict to prevent it from affecting the April April 7th by elections for mayors of Seoul and Busan. And since Governor Kim's term ends in June 2022, and the next by-election is April next year, if the Supreme Court decides to revoke his election victory, then the Gyeongnam governor position will be filled in the April by-election without a problem. However, there is no guarantee that the court will abide by these guidelines or deadlines set by the Public Election Act because its violation is not subject to punishment. And that's one of the reasons the appeal is still ongoing 18 months after the verdict from the first trial. So it is possible that his sentence may not be finalized in the Supreme Court by June 2022, but that would be the court's fault, and which has nothing to do with um, August 17th being a public holiday this year. Well, we thank you for uh, putting that uh, conspiracy uh, theory to bed. Jamie, as always, thank you very much. Uh, We look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. You too.